2: $25
0: each. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. I'm Scott
3: Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen.
0: Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel.
1: They call me Bed. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codename Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you. You are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. It's the top of the week, which means it is time for strange news. Uh, we're seeing a, a story that's kind of Black Mirror meets. Uh, Bring it on! I think uh, yes. We're, we're seeing, or like uh, keeping
2: up with the Kardashians or something, please.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're we're uh, traveling to one of uh, one of the areas of the world that I don't know about you, but fascinates me the most. No big spoilers, and um, we've got a mesmerizing story from Texas. Uh, so where, where <laughs> no, should, really, really? <laughs> right. Uh, so where should we begin? I got to tell you, uh, Noel, I really like the story you brought because it touches on um, it touches on a trend that we kind of predicted, but in a really messed up way, don't you think?
2: Uh, In the most messed up way, I mean, let's just start with like, you know, okay, so the idea of deep fakes, we we've seen the video of Tom Cruise, like doing a magic trick, but it's not really Tom Cruise. Uh, I think we are a lot of Tom Cruise related deep fake videos. I think the first one that I saw that was like the most mind boggling where I was like, oh, God, this is a thing that's gonna, you know, have legs was it was like an appearance by Bill Hader on a late show, and his face as he as he starts to do an impression of Tom Cruise and tell the story about I meeting Tom Cruise, his face starts to morph into Tom Cruise as he's doing the voice, and it's just uncanny. But 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 not uncanny valley. That's the point. I mean, it is a little bit, but it's like you know, you, it definitely has the feel of being pretty authentic even if you can tell there's something a little off about it. Uh, but now with all these filters, like on Snapchat and Instagram, where you can, you know, smooth out all the wrinkles on your face or like make yourself look like a magical pixie or super, you know, that's more like alternate reality. Uh, but it's starting to blur the line between alternate reality and these deep fake videos. So there's now like apps, you know, it used to be, it, ha- it had to be, you had to really know what you're were doing. It requires immense processing power to do these deep, Fake videos. Now you can literally get these like face swap apps, or you know, one where you can make your face appear on a character from a movie um, just by uploading the different components or picking from a, a pool of you know available clips or whatever. Um, and you know, we've been talking from the start about how does this affect trusting what you see in the news and the news already having been kind of maligned and given this bad rap, but now it's like, is seeing really believing? Uh, I mean, I think we all know that, that that can be a very dicey question, but it seems like the first story that he, any of us have seen of this really kind of becoming, oh God, this is really, could be a problem. Uh, it didn't come from where we thought it would maybe. Uh, I would have thought it would have been maybe trying to smear a politician or you know a celebrity or some kind of blackmail, you know, creating these fake videos. But it turns out it was from an absolutely unhinged, uh, what I believe is referred to as a cheer mom. So a mom, uh, like a dance mom, you know, is kind of a psycho mm-hmm. helicopter uh, st- stage parent for dancers. Mm-hmm. You know, cheer moms are that very same thing for cheerleaders. Uh, and this particular cheer mom in question is, um, is named Raffaella Spone. Uh, great name. Uh, from Doylestown, Pennsylvania. And uh, she's 50 years old. She definitely know better. I'm surprised she got a hold of, however, however she did this, unclear. Um, but like we said, now it's been much more amplified. So what she did was, in order to smear or, uh, you know, have ejected from the cheer squad her daughter's two, like, rival cheerleaders? Cannot imagine what that would consist of, right? Like... I, I, maybe they didn't get along, maybe, I don't know, who, who knows. Maybe they were outshining her daughter in some way, unclear. But she, uh, using something, some kind of deep fake app or, or technology, or maybe she hired someone to do it, took these two young women and superimposed their faces from social media videos onto other bodies uh, that were smoking, Uh, vapes, vaping. Um, Some of them were nude uh, and some of them were drinking. So um, there's one video of the vaping that you can see. And the reason you can see it is because one of the young women actually came forward named Maddie Heim, who was 16. This happened about a year ago or a little less than a year ago. And it's just now kind of coming out and hitting the press. Um, But she was, she appeared on Good Morning America uh, and told the story of literally seeing this video that was texted, not only to her and her parents, but to the coach directly. Um, Also with veiled suggestions that she kill herself uh, uh, out of shame, (laughs) like to, I don't know, to save face or something. It's, you know, like Hari Kari yourself because this, you've, you've brought shame on your family, but to, to hear this, this young woman, Maddie, uh Haim kind of react to this on Good morning, Good Morning America. She's literally like, I I'm seeing this video and I know it's not me, but it is me. And I don't think anyone's gonna believe me. She was genuinely concerned. Um and, and thankfully her mom did believe her and told her she would call the police. Um, and they did call the police. And oh, they also texted the number back. Big clue here. They texted the number back and got an auto-reply. Um, indicating that it was some kind of spoof, spoofing system, like a, like a the telemarketers might use to send auto texts for ads or whatever, or to, you know, mask a number so they can do an auto call, like a robocall. Um, the police were able to trace it back to the IP address of Rafaela Spohn. And she's in a lot of trouble. <laughs> uh, I believe she's been charged with, Something in the neighborhood of like menacing, you know, youths, <laughs> like corrupt. I don't know. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to think of what it, the it looks like.
0: She's she's got three counts of yeah. cyber harassment so of a word. child. A mm-hmm. child, yeah, Me- menacing youths, aka Two misdemeanors,
2: <laughs> cyber harassment of a child. Yeah, what are the misdemeanors?
1: No child pornography, though. Or yeah, did, uh, a better way to say it would be stop being charged with depictions of. Abuse of children or, you know, underage, uh, stuff like that. And that gets us to a very weird area, which is going to be, I think, increasingly disturbing and important as the months and years continue, which is if she is making things depicting these children nude, then does she fall under various sex offender laws, right? Or does she fall under those, you know, the various laws that are specifically meant to combat that kind of um, that kind of imagery i don't i don't see her being charged with that right now uh three counts of harassment cyber harassment menacing a child two misdemeanors um but i think this is i think you're right i'm sorry i'm trying to step back um there were a couple things to address i think you're i think you're right this is something that as the technology is democratized, is just going to become more and more common. And I wonder, like, what becomes what becomes the mark of authenticity? Is there, like, a watermark that people have or some equivalent of that? A pixel? I don't know.
2: Yeah, it has to be. Like, especially when it comes to, like, you no, know, with this as well but with things like official news you know i mean so many so much footage is released and whether it's like let's say it's atm footage or it's like you know blurry in the first place and so it's already kind of compromised and a little dicey you, you introduce this angle into it and that kind of you know uh, low res quality of the kind of footage that'll get broken as breaking news you know um it can be even more misleading so there absolutely has to be some sort of chain of custody maybe we do it through the blockchain you guys how about that uh, let's Maybe. kill some more rainforests. I'm kidding. It's, uh, I'm only just now starting to realize how, uh, dangerous, uh, blockchain technology is and how horrible for the environment is every one of these little, but there are ways that it does verify ownership and authenticity and chain of custody. Um, but there's gotta be something like that, you know, where you can genuinely know that the footage you're seeing is authentic, authentic. Um, whether it's an origin, you know, uh, watermark, like you said, from when it was initially created that can't be, but I don't know how, I don't know what that looks like. And surely there'd be a way around that too. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it, this woman, I mean, just looks like a real piece of work her, her, I mean, not that mug shots are the most flattering images anyway, but she is just like a, a dead eyed, thin lipped, uh, very severe looking woman. Um, I don't, I, I, I mean, I, 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 I see I, darkness in her eyes. Let's just let's put it that
1: way. I, I feel you. Like, I'm hesitant to, um, I I don't like the exploitative nature of a lot of mugshot stories, I would call them. But from what I understand, the circumstances of events are pretty crazy. Philly Inquirer has one person saying, uh, the parent of one person saying that this harassment began because he and his spouse told their daughter not to hang out with uh, Spawn's daughter and that they were concerned about this kid's this other kid's behavior and then the mom kind of like went straight from cold war to nuclear level harassment i mean how did she how did she think this was going to play out how how would you legitimately think you would not get caught Doing something like this you know what i mean uh, unclear
2: yeah. uh, i was uh I, I think i've mentioned on the show before a youtube channel that i really like called internet today and they do a, a segment each week called weekly weird news and, and they did a, a segment on this and um love, love those guys uh but they they made a joke that well if she'd only used express vpn you know she uh might have gotten away with it um because you know they did ultimately trace it back to her ip address so i don't know ben i mean i i think it's likely she could have gotten away with it if they hadn't have been able to trace back. I mean, she tried to cover her, her, her tracks by using this phone spoofing. It was a pretty elaborate uh, to-do, but it, her lawyer does say uh, she denies it unequivocally and that she's been receiving death threats and is trying to paint her as the victim, uh, which is what lawyers do. So obviously, you know, obviously innocent until proven guilty, but um, it doesn't doesn't bode well. Uh, the, the, the facts are there's a lot of smoke here. I'm feeling like there's
0: probably some fire. Well that this is what I want to bring up. She she absolutely is innocent until it's proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that she's guilty or she pleads guilty in a, a court of law, right? So mm. I just want to bring up the counterpoint and I know it's uncomfortable and I don't, you know, I I don't know how how to have this conversation without being told I'm victim blaming maybe or something, but you tell me guys. There's the there is a possibility that some of the images were real and the girls were very embarrassed that they were being released. And again, this is me painting a, uh, you know, drawing a picture from point. nothing, Double's not knowing advocate. anything. Got it. Just saying like, if I, if I was putting myself in their position and some embarrassing photos came out of me while I was in, especially in high school in the time when your rep- reputation means so much, when your reputation level is one mm-hmm. of the things that keeps you in the thing you love in this case cheerleading or you know in my case band or theater or whatever but just I'm imagining if images like that came out, it could be really damaging to me right so well specifically if, if there with could the be a scenario there could be a scenario where one or more of those images were real and you know mm-hmm. somebody was putting them out. Putting those images out, and for you know for whatever reason, but it was coming from that same IP address.
1: So how did the detectives then analyze it? Because they're the ones who ultimately said that these were deep fakes.
0: Yeah, I and and I'm I, I suppose I don't know what the actual analysis was, what it looked like, and what those conclusions like were. How 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 tight those conclusions are? Maybe they're completely like yes, one hundred percent. These yeah. are all deep fakes and they came from this IP address no, or maybe no,
1: they it, know it, the detective.
0: I think these are all valid points.
2: Um and I think it's not like drinking or you know entering into uh, sexual activity or vaping is like some outlandish, you know, cancel-worthy behavior from like, you know, uh teenage girls like it's it's certainly a real thing i mean vaping and drink underage drinking and all that is, is, is absolutely rife uh in in high schools uh but you're right it, it is a it is a question of one's reputation uh, i mean the, the articles the reporting that i've seen on it is only in a handful of places um the pennsylvania uh let's see is it actually a, the daily mail picked it up of course it's just as like a sexy headline um they picked up on the story when when Maddie Heim went on television. Uh, So then you have one from Fox News and one from ABC. Uh, And then there's like, you know, the original reporting came from uh, Philadelphia. Uh, But yeah, it it does say that the investigators determined that the videos were deep fakes using images from the girls' social media accounts.
0: Yeah. So again, if you've got the original and then the deep fake and you're actually analyzing those two photos and you could determine that, yes, 100%, this was reused, right? Got mm-hmm. it. It's just, for me, it feels like a Florida man thing, right? Where right. you just get that early that early statement that this person is accused, essentially, of this thing. Um, mm. and, oh. and
1: those laws are tremendously classist. Like, the legislation is going to have to be changed, uh, totally. revised extensively as we enter this new era. I do want to shout out a really clever thing that I learned about for, for differentiating uh, between deep fakes and the, the real McCoy. If people still say the real McCoy, the genuine article, you know what you, I'm talking you, about. You're bringing it back, Ben. Oh, thanks, man. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, there's a thing called fake catcher which is a tool that has an accuracy rate of a little bit over 90% with telling whether a video uh, is fake or is uh, the actual article it purports to be. And they do this by measuring a subtle difference in skin tone, which is caused by, get this, the human heartbeat. So every time Mm. your heart beats, your skin changes color just a little bit. That's really freaky. I think we just, if someone's listening to this and they're looking in the mirror, we might have just messed with their day.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you remember the tech we talked about it before? It, I think it was tech for baby monitors that was specifically using that. And it was to, it could alert if your child was in danger, especially at the very early months of, you know, bringing a new baby home. It was uh, using a camera, I think infrared, maybe not infrared, but. To be able to see just below the skin, to see that pulse, just to make sure you could always monitor that that child was, you know, the heart was beating. And that sounds weird and a little weird, but I, I can imagine using that for the same reason.
2: A L- little more info on the nudes, the quote unquote nudes, uh, the district attorney um, for Burke County. Uh, Weintraub is his last name and his, yeah, Matthew Weintraub. He said that the nudes were quote, somewhat imprecise uh, in the videos, the victims, it was clearly originally videos or images of the victims in bikinis uh, that were then digitally removed and overlaid with st- skin toned uh, bars, which absolutely would have triggered your app that you're talking about there, um, Ben So, yeah, he uh, says, quote, it would it would seem the intent was to make it appear nude with no obvious genitalia described it as a Barbie doll like effect. Uh, And and the intent uh, was to slut shame, quote, this is this is his words, the victims. Um, He said that the reason that she was not given more serious charges was because it wasn't like kind of was a botched job. Hence the non no no, no child pornography or, you know, Uh, sexualization of of minors or or what have you, because it was just so blatantly bad and and obvious. Um,
1: So there you go. She dodged that bullet then. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But
2: still so she could get six months, but uh, very
1: unlikely this. uh, I mean, this is just a a terrible story for the kids involved, I think. Um, Oh, Totally. And I was I was trying to tease. Bring It On is that cheerleading movie, right? Yes, Am it I is. thinking
7: of the
2: right one? That's the one. Yeah, I think there's a couple sequels too. But yeah, that's the one with uh, oh, what's her name from uh, inter- Interview with the Vampire? I always still think Dead of it as a little. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Which I and mean
1: as a compliment.
2: Totally. <laughs> He's also great in the Fargo uh, TV series. I believe season two. Nice. But- Tip of the iceberg for this stuff, fellas, you know, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and think of it, if a cheer mom could do this um, using an app or whatever. I mean, think of what people with really advanced technology could do uh, to, 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 to ruin people's reputations. But I guess it's good that we're all kind of collectively aware of this stuff. Um, and, and it started off so innocuous as like a cute little Internet trick. But now, you know, you're really starting to see the, the true dark side of it. And, I, you know, mm. it can only go downhill from
1: here. My question is, how often has it already happened? Sure. You know what I mean? Right. That's the next question.
2: Uh, An article in The Washington Post, uh, actually, that uh, profiled this very early on um, had a fascinating quote from a University of Virginia law professor named Danielle Citron, um, whose uh, area of research is in digital harassment, free speech and privacy. Um, and made the, you know, let's just say the first place stuff like this is probably going to pop up is in porn, right? So you get, like, fake celebrity porn that was always, like, a thing with, like, Photoshop. Uh, Always... Blatantly obvious, you know, but uh, this um, professor noted that the deep, deep fake sex videos are becoming a thing, um, whether it's to, you know, target individuals or to uh, try to blackmail them or, you know, potentially for like the purposes of, you know, entertainment. Um and they're getting better and better is what is what uh, the, the the comment is and, and and there's a quote here um from this researcher saying quote it's like an arms race pretty soon the dark hats are ahead of the white hats and we can't tell which is real um so that's that's kind of where we're at uh and and also notes the fact that it's gotten very user friendly there are youtube tutorials for how to do it there are phone based apps the barrier for entry for this kind of stuff is is lower than it's ever been and it's just going to keep getting lower so
0: yeah um, something to keep us. an eye on but not necessarily trust your eyes when they're on it that's right what we need is some sassy justice hopefully uh they'll come around soon uh yeah for sure so uh let's take a quick break
2: um and uh, hear a word from our sponsor and then come back with some more strange news
7: So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
2: I used to have so many men.
4: How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications.
0: She had a Harvard plaque
5: So, all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And we are back. And we are jumping over to a little combo of Newsweek and the BBC. We're going to use the BBC's headline, though. Here it is. You ready for it? North Korea not responding to U.S. contact efforts. Ghosted? <laughs> Did we get ghosted? Well, uh, uh. The the Newsweek headline is Kim Jong-un ghosts U.S. as Joe Biden's <laughs> North Korea shakeup looms.
1: It's unfair for me to say that because you know I'm all over this, Matt.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. The headline alone is a little bit scary. It, for those of you new to the party here, um, we've discussed extensively North Korea's interest in, in nuclear technology, nuclear weapons. We've discussed a lot of their practices in the past, some of the horrific things that have gone in, gone on there from stories of people who've escaped. Uh, also, just the the fascinating political and socioeconomic situation of everyday citizens there in the DPRK, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. And in this case... We we had a changing of the guard in the U.S. right when when President Joe Biden stepped in President Trump stepped out and generally with with any country. Well, again, like Ben, I kind of just like I just want to talk with you about it. I just want to hear you talk about it, but I'll, I'll put it in my understanding. Generally, you want to have a uh, touch base with your friends and your enemies when you've got a changing of the guard like that. And. The current understanding is that the United States, since around February, has been attempting to make direct direct contact with Kim Jong-un or the top levels of the government there in the DPRK, and those emails essentially have gone unanswered, or the phone calls or whoever else they're attempting to contact the government there. Um, we'll just read a little bit from this article. Uh, they're saying that Washington or, you know, the the folks there in Washington have been attempting to reach Pyongyang in several different ways to prevent tensions escalating because tensions are certainly up. There were several attempts with the previous administration of the U.S. to lower those uh, tensions. Mm. But it seems like those efforts were not as successful as they could have been. Um uh, yeah, middling success there. Forgetting from from Ben's hand, um, uh, at, at least according to the BBC, the fail the talks failed to persuade North Korea to give up the concept or the attempt to build nuclear weaponry. Um, in this case, it's to further refine the uranium and radioactive materials. Um, here's the other thing, and this one's a little confusing for me because I'm reading. I've read several articles for this. BBC is saying that the DPRK has failed to recognize Biden as the president or Biden's, the new administration, essentially. Is that your understanding, Ben? Yeah. Yeah,
1: they have. I mean, you're, as a foreign power, you're under no real obligation to play nice. A lot of this stuff uh, could be best described as like, polite rules of international society just like you said Matt uh call the person congratulate them you know what i mean even if you don't particularly care for them or care for uh what their country represents to you but we have to understand there is a ton of um precedent going into this uh ghosting of a president mm. first first yeah north korea uh, the current and i'll say it the regime uh, is is a, they're big fans of the Trump administration because the Trump administration was um, granting some legitimacy that the DPRK did not historically have in, in the West. And if you go back to just a few months ago, well, no, if you go back to like 2019, I keep forgetting 2020 also happened. If you go back to 2019, You'll see that North Korean official press had like called Joe Biden a rabid dog, said he was power hungry, and that he should be beaten to death. This is all on record, and oh, then yeah. he would he was saying that Kim Jong Un is a quote murderous dictator. They're not friends, as opposed all. to
2: Trump, who was pretty much complimentary. Uh, you know, he he very much clearly had a kindred <laughs> attitude uh, to, to 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 the dictator. Um, you know, for obvious reasons, uh, but yeah, that, that that stuff. It's interesting, though. Ben, you're right. Like, it it is it is sort of like formality. It's not like it's the law. I mean, it's alienating, sure. How much more alienated could we get from this regime? Uh, but it sure is an interesting uh,
1: escalation, right? Yeah, I mean, I, Matt, to your point, like it is kind of unconventional. I would say for these countries not to be speaking to one another, but it's like unconventional in that countries usually do speak to one another through some kind of channel, right? Some kind of diplomacy, even if it's backdoor. Uh, But the issue here is that if you look at it through the North Korean perspective, I would say we have to understand first, uh, things are pretty rough, and probably. From what we know, things are pretty mm-hmm. rough on the ground for the average North Korean. And um, a lot of the stuff reported both by the country and by its opponents is just, it's straight up propaganda. There's no way around it. The waters are very muddy. I will stop Ted talking after this, but this is the, a question and it's something that I don't think we're hearing a lot when this is reported in the West. Let's say that you, Matt Frederick, through a very, bizarre set of circumstances inherit the leadership of North Korea there was some stuff going on 23 andme me explained it and now mm. boom you are in charge of the democratic people's republic of north korea cool. uh, like that old john john goodman movie duke of earl or something like that never mind uh <laughs> no I don't, know. I don't know okay just read the wiki on it uh, but like all right so you're in charge you're in charge of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. You are getting a ton of pressure from uh coalitions of Western states telling you to step away from this nuclear weapons program. That's the like that's the main thing the West tells you about every day.
0: Yeah, and you know, they also are hanging out very close in South Korea doing tons of drills with mm-hmm. the US military and other powers that seem to be antagonistic towards us and our goals?
1: hmm Yeah. And then you think, well, they're offering me some pretty cool carrots, right, in the carrot and stick idea. They're offering me some pretty cool carrots to say, yes, get rid of this uh, this testing site that I have and get rid of the ICBMs that I have built. Uh, but wait, you start thinking. Maybe, Noel, uh, you're, you're in this, you're like the number one advisor you're you're the smart guy, smartest guy in the room here, and you go, hang on. What happened to all those other countries that peacefully stepped away from their nuclear programs? Uh, mm. Iraq, not doing super super hot under right. Hussein. Uh, Libya, Gaddafi also uh, didn't have a particularly happy ending. So, the idea here, if you're if you're Matt now, and if you're Noel the advisors, the idea is that. I, as North Korea, know the U.S. will have the number one goal of removing my ability to have nuclear weapons, no matter what you want to call it. They'll try to remove that ability, and if I help them, if I agree, if I comply, then history has shown me two very recent examples of just how terrible the outcome will be. So what do you say, Matt, at that point? Now now the uh, new president of the U.S. has been elected. This guy dragged you through the press for years. Uh, This this is my
0: response. Uh, While we do appreciate your comments, uh, the United States is most certainly our biggest enemy, though I'm not opposed to diplomatic maneuvers moving forward. There could be something we could work out, though. You would have to make the first move, United States, because, you know, we're, we're here, we're North Korea, and we're just, we need you to show us that you mean business. And then maybe we can do something. But in the interim, but you know, if you don't do anything, here's what I need. Uh, and this is what we're going to do just until you make the first move. We're going to build longer range, better missiles. We're going to build hypersonic missiles. We're going to build some satellites for recon. We're going to do some solid fuel intercontinental ballistic missile work. Don't mm-hmm. worry, it's cool. We're going to make some new nuclear warheads. New nukes? We're all, yeah, we're also going to build some tactical nukes. And uh, also some UAVs, a brand new UAV that can you know, do all kinds of fun stuff for us. So that's what we're going to be doing. You decide what you, you know, what action you actually want to take in order to reduce the tensions here, and then we can talk.
2: Ooh. Oh man, not quite sure how to feel about this, man. <laughs> uh it's
0: scary. You should feel scared a little bit. Just enough, but especially if you're in South Korea or you're, you know, within a certain radius of sure. the DPRK. It can hit
1: Alaska and uh, uh maybe maybe California, the Hwasong 14, which I'm probably mispronouncing, but that's the ice that's the latest ICBM um I think they they just started coming out in like 2017, they were revealed. But yeah, of course you're going to say that. And then there's also, you know, in this conversation at some point, although it hasn't been widely reported yet, boom, China has entered the chat. Because China very much wants North Korea to remain as a buffer state, right? Uh, Between South Korea and to lessen the possible influence of japan etc cetera, etc cetera. so at some point the president of the u.s whoever that president might be it's biden currently calls china they have to and they're like hey why is your boy on radio silence and then china you know the the government of china uh who knows how they do handle that approach they say oh whatever are you talking about that's that's strange." Kim always answers the phone for me. Can you think of anything you might have done? <laughs> Who knows?
0: Who knows, man? Well, listen Listen to the rhetoric. So when, when Joe Biden was on the campaign trail, he would often, whenever asked a question, you know, about tensions in, in North Korea or about dictators, there were all kinds of questions that were kind of lobbed at him. And he would always respond, not always, he would often respond, by referring to Kim Jong-un as a thug and Ooh. other, you know, authoritarian people as thugs. And uh, this is a quote from Joe Biden. The days of cozying up to dictators are over, clearly in in response to the previous administration and the views that that administration was, you know, had had a different relationship with leaders such as Kim Jong-un. And I believe... I believe North Korea has referred to Joe Biden as a quote rabid dog. Yes, I think yep. that's correct. Yeah. Them's fighting words. Yes, and they went on or someone, I believe it, I'm not sure if it was Kim, I think it was maybe just someone representing the DPRK. Mm-hmm. Uh one of the one of them said that he should be beaten to death with a stick.
1: Yes, Washington Post reported that too, I
0: think. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. And again, like the DPRK has consistently referred to the United States as their biggest rival, their biggest enemy, the quote Mm -hmm. foremost principal enemy and anything we could do (laughs) to to lessen the tension there and like legitimately maybe in some way actually get proper the things that the, the civilians there need. I mean we we'll, we'll talk about it as many times as we have to but there are people in genuine with genuine health concerns that are in need that live in the DPRK who are just humans just people like you and me and you know they're living in, they can't help that they're living in that regime because we've learned that when one attempts to you know abscond to get away there are major issues and we've reported on some of those here and we've also been seeing it for for decades,
1: yeah, yeah. So, the problem oh, the problem is uh, generational punishment. You know, uh, meaning that if someone does something that violates law in North Korea, uh, their relatives can also be punished, maybe sent to a detainment camp, or even um, even executed. And when people leave North Korea, attempt to defect. When they go through China, there is a huge likelihood or huge possibility of these people being trafficked, being sold into marriage, uh, being caught by the Chinese authorities who do not consider them refugees but consider them what are called illegal uh, illegal economic migrants and they 'll just be returned to their home country where of course they have violated any number of laws by defecting uh, these these are huge issues and One thing that it is uh, crucial to remember is whenever you're hearing a story about a government that's doing things the rest of the world order disagrees with, the people who live in that country often have very little, very little decision-making ability, right? Like North Korea is not checking with everybody who lives in North Korea about what the next policies should be. Um, There's tremendous food insecurity, uh the international sphere order of nations still doesn't really know how hard covid hit the country that was already in a very tenuous existence china probably has a lot of information on this but um why release it you know it's it's terrible because it's literally being used as a buffer uh international bargaining chip And uh, this is this is a very old game. It's a game countries have played for a long time. Man,
0: well, we're going to keep our eyes and ears on it. And, you know, if you hear anything, please write to us, call us, whatever you got to do. We'll tell you how to do that at the end of this. But for now, we're going to take a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back with more strange news. And you aren't going to believe this one.
7: So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert snagajob.com
5: where america goes to hire if you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge then look no further than the marketing school podcast hosted by neil patel and yours truly eric sue it is the number one marketing podcast in the united states and number 15 on business in the united states is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I used to have so many
4: men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications.
0: She had a Harvard plaque.
1: And we have returned, long-time listeners. You know that I uh, struggle every week to pick simply one story because once upon a time in the predecessor to this segment, I was doing three stories every day. Uh, so, so now it's kind of got an opposite problem. Um,
2: I'm glad you're okay, Ben, after that. Uh, that's a lot. It's a lot of
4: stories. Oh,
1: that's that's strange man. News. Um, maybe okay. Who wants to bother being okay? It's 2021. That's so a good point. I, I went past uh, one story that I really enjoyed, which is the world's first unmanned supersonic fighter. I looked into the news about the Antikythera mechanism, right? That news is pretty much out there now and, and should be easy to find. Uh, hey, and then wait, Ben.
0: Yeah. That, that, the fastest unmanned thing, is that the story from Popular Mechanics about reusing the SR 71 engines in, in like an unmanned vehicle?
1: I found it on India Times. Oh, okay. But I imagine it would be reported in Popular Mechanics. It's right up their alley. Uh, yeah, we're, we're entering the age of supersonic unmanned
0: crap. <laughs> it's uh, okay, my dog must be eating something she shouldn't be. But yes, <laughs> that's awesome.
1: So I, I don't want to make that, that sound too interesting because I don't want to shoot us in the audio foot here. Uh, it's, a great, it's a great story. It's fascinating. It's a little disturbing. You should read about it. But instead, <laughs> instead of supersonic unmanned jets, it is time to make the official announcement, folks. Texas Rangers... Have said that they will stop trying to hypnotize people. In other news, uh, <laughs> Texas Rangers have apparently been hypnotizing a ton of people for more than four decades.
2: What? With like <laughs> with their like charming Southern drawl, or like, how are they going about this?
0: No, they've got Chuck Norris. He's rolling around and he just kind of puts his shades down really slowly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Or if Chuck isn't around, they use the uh, quite prestigious Texas Ranger badges and, and then just like look into the rotation of the badge. Oh, I get You're it. You're getting very sleepy. Very <laughs> sleepy. Now, who killed JFK? <laughs> uh, but no, I know it sounds like a crazy story, you guys, but it is true. I did not, um, I was not aware that hypnosis was being used uh, this this frequently by the Rangers specifically. Uh, and in an odd bit of synchronicity, I believe somebody has also posted this on Here's Where It Gets Crazy, which is rated arbitrarily by us as the absolute best page on all of Facebook. Here's what happened. So since at least the start of the 1980s, maybe a little before then, the texas department of public safety which oversees the highway patrol and the rangers has uh, has been using hypnosis techniques to get statements from victims and eyewitnesses they've used this technique according to the dallas morning news uh, at least 1800 times over the last 40 years and this this kind of hypnosis is not the, I, we've talked about this in the past, it's not the stereotypical, ha-ha, balk like a chicken, or, squawk like a chicken or whatever, or, <laughs> you know, you'll hear this magic word and then you'll moon people or anything like that. This is meant to give, uh to help people mentally regress through memories so that they can... uh, uh have more clarity of what they saw, witnessed, experienced. So like if this stuff works, then the idea would be, let's say someone has witnessed a carjacking, right? And they say, okay, we're going to put you under and we're going to use these hypnotic techniques to help you fully remember what you saw. So now you're just not saying it was a dude in a red shirt. You're able to say it was a dude in a red polo, who was wearing blue jeans. Uh, yep. He had a Jeez. Lakers hat on, or this something is
0: like, like
2: that. Regression hypnosis, or whatever. Yeah. Yes. yes. hypnotic yeah.
0: regression. It's th- this is this is blowing my mind, Ben. Uh, I didn't think, I didn't think anyone, I didn't think any law enforcement agency would be using this. Generally, it's you know, it's controversial even in therapy. Uh,
2: Mm-hmm. Let alone for like eyeball witness accounts, right? Because it's yes. it's uh,
1: notoriously um, unreliable. Mm-hmm. So there is some there is some solid science to hypnosis, but there's a, a really dangerous thing with this kind of with this kind of approach. And the, and it's this: uh, if you are listening and you are a human being, then every time you remember something, you are not remembering that actual event every time after the first time you remember it. Instead, you are remembering the last time you remembered thinking about this thing. And your memory will be affected by smells, sights, sounds, sensations, even temperatures. Uh, All all the stuff in your environment that, that you're encountering in real time while you're remembering something in the past. So it is very easy for new memories to be created. And you, as the person experiencing these memories, will not be able to differentiate between those memories and the real ones. Like, in in a way, this is, oh, how full circle is this? In a way, this is like a predecessor to the deep fake of the digital age. And you don't need technology to do it. You just need a calm voice and a relaxed environment, and then someone who will go with you for the ride. Wow. And and this is not saying the rangers are doing this at all. They're not like purposely trying to implant ideas or distort recollections, but it's very very easy to accidentally do that. And that's where it gets dangerous. Also, uh it's controversial, but Matt, you raised a good question, which is you said, you know, I I don't always pick I don't picture law enforcement doing this kind of stuff, but we know that law enforcement has been taken in by very unorthodox ideas or claims in the past, like so-called psychic detectives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which we should do an episode on. i imagine. It's weird that we haven't actually.
0: Yeah, several. I remember we when we when we made the show about the Atlanta missing and murdered, we were so surprised to see actual news reports of Atlanta Atlanta PD and a couple other police departments using de- psychic. Detectives or psychics to help them locate people. Like re-
2: remote that. remote viewing type things, like to, to, to find
0: bodies or all that? Essentially, yeah, to locate
1: mm-hmm. remains. Like I have a strong image of a bridge. There's running water. There's a, a, a sign. I see a sign. It starts with a... Wayne Williams. Yes, that's the guy. Unfortunately, that's how it works because there's a lot of cold reading involved there. But law enforcement has... We can't emphasize this enough. In theory, the way it's supposed to work is that law enforcement has to evaluate all citizen-like reports. So it's often not them necessarily going out and finding a -a 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 psychic or someone who claims to be a psychic. Instead, it's somebody proactively calling them and saying, I know what happened because um, I have information about this. And then they have to say, okay, well, tell us. Because otherwise, you're not really doing your job, are you? Uh, I I don't know. I didn't know this before, but at least 21 states have banned evidence in court if it's gleaned uh, entirely through hypnosis. No longer gonna let you play, uh. He said. She said. With your past self, basically.
0: Well, it makes complete sense. Mm. Do we have any understanding of the the people who were actually administering this? Were they bringing people in to run hypnosis se- uh, sessions, or were they? I don't know. Were the the actual officers doing this, or somebody in the the Rangers? I, I don't know. How, how did it work?
1: Yeah, so there was a program that was, uh, there was this program that was based on the work of an LAPD psychologist named Martin Riser. In 1980, he wrote a book called The Handbook of Investigative Hypnosis. And this is one of the, um, this is one of the bedrocks of that uh, program in Texas And officers would be using these techniques, so they would be trained at least in in this regard. Um, There have been, yeah, uh, I think not quite nine hundred police have been certified by the state of Texas in this investigative hypnosis.
0: Um, That's a lot
1: in this. Yeah, it is. It is a lot. But to be fair, we also don't know how many of those eight hundred seventy four. People are still performing this stuff or how many of them just took the course and then said, OK, well, I had that box checked off and now I don't have to ever worry about this again. Um, I, I mean, is this something that, that, that pops up in other law enforcement agencies? I mean, I've always
2: mm. kind of, you know, probably because of Walker, Texas Ranger assigned a bit of a mystical vibe to like the Texas Rangers. Uh, but, but now they're starting to feel a little more like a Jedi than like a detective. You know what I mean?
1: hmm. Yeah, it's still I mean, it's still been used by uh, some police agencies or law enforcement outfits, I should say, as well as some intelligence uh, agencies. But the, it's like, you know, I think the thing that startles a lot of people if they've just seen lie detectors on television and stuff is that polygraphs are also kind of trash science. It's weird that they're still being used, at least in the way that they are. Um, And with this idea of hypnosis, yeah, it's been around. Like people have been using or attempting to use these techniques uh, with what they would argue are are some credible results since at least the Second World War. So this this stuff is around. But there's another issue here. And again, this is not accusing witnesses of lying. This is not accusing the individuals in law enforcement of purposely stitching someone up for a crime they didn't commit. But uh, we know that multiple, multiple cases that result in convictions are based on what later turns out to be a witness somehow misidentifying a perpetrator. And these people who are wrongfully convicted may languish in jail. For years before, say, a DNA test comes out or before they are able to get access to legal assistance that can address the problems in their case. Also, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a little torn reporting on this because I think the, the idea of like a hypnosis ranger is just so cool. It is so amazingly cool. Hypno ranger, walker, hypno ranger. Totally. you kidding. Me? It's more,
2: it's more like Kane from Kung Fu or something, you know, mm-hmm. like, again, it's just got this real kind of mystic vibe to it. Uh, but but I guess the way they use it, though, it's almost more like an interrogation technique th- than, but, than but like, you know, for, look into my eyes kind of situation, right?
0: Well, yeah, okay, so, but it's it's for witnesses, right? It's for people who saw crime. It's for people who were victims of a crime, who were a part of it, trying to recall stuff about a suspect right, or a person of interest. I thought exactly what kind of what you just referred to there, Noel. When you first read this, Ben, I thought it was rangers going out there, getting a person of interest into custody and then like hypnotizing them and then (laughs) like trying to get them to tell us that tell them the truth. I was so excited about that. That's the one yeah. I want to see,
1: yeah, yeah, instead of a gun, they just like use their mind powers and hold out their hand like, freeze yes. <laughs> that's the mind control noise, yeah, that would be awesome but the the issue there is that it is um it is, it is actually quite difficult and somewhat unpredictable uh to use hypnosis in that kind of non-consensual way. There are ways around it and you can exploit certain cognitive susceptibilities in certain individuals, but there's not really there's not really a silver bullet for that. Even for the people who are very, very good at it. Um, but I, I totally agree, man. If there could like if you could hypnotize criminals, that's a great TV show. But it also means that if you are an officer who hypnotizes criminals, every case you land is automatically suspect. Did they really confess? Or did, you know, did, like, uh, Walker, Texas, Mesmerizer, Mm -hmm. just knock him over, you know?
0: Coercion,
2: right? It could certainly be Mm -hmm. considered coercion or, you know, uh, just suspect, right? Suspect testimony.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if Walker, hypno-ranger, if his techniques get us you know, to the murder weapon, then we're okay. As long as it's a physical piece of evidence that gets us there. Right,
1: yeah. It just, in those 21 states, it can't just be hypnosis. If a uh, conversation under hypnosis leads to DNA evidence, leads to, like you said, a physical gun, or, you know, they find the car that got stolen, et cetera, then it's, it's a different conversation. So that's, that's the huge controversy But you might be interested to note uh, that law enforcement, just in general, U.S. law enforcement, has cited a number of cases where they say hypnosis yielded positive, actionable results. Uh, The most famous, infamous, was the kidnapping of a school bus that had like 26 kids and a driver uh, aboard in Chowchilla, California. Have you heard heard about this one?
0: heard a story of it when we were making Zodiac, but I— was it buried, or was it like um, I'm just something is firing in my brain? Uh-huh. But I would need to go under hypnosis to tell you exactly how I remember it. <laughs> you're getting
1: very sleepy. Uh, you're you're right. Uh, the The story goes that a hypnosis expert spoke with a witness, helped them do this uh, regression exploration, and while they were under this hypnotic questioning, they were able to recall the full license number of a van that the kidnappers drove it's interesting i mean you can do a million like you don't necessarily have to hypnotize people you can you can help your friends remember things um much more clearly or in a much more distorted manner than they would alone i'm telling you just like so many so many very small things if you're holding a hot drink you're gonna have more of a fond recollection when you think of stuff in the past. It's nuts. It's so easy to hack, Um, which means that we have to ask ourselves, can we trust the science? How much of the, how much of the curriculum of these sorts of, uh, these sorts of programs, how much of that curriculum focuses on how to make sure you're not accidentally creating the memory you're attempting to discover, or you're not leading the witness, and it could be so easy. It could be um, Darren uh, Brown does this a lot. It could be a quick slip of your speech. So instead, you're saying like, um, you're saying like, okay, you're getting very sleepy. What was the name, Pete, of the person you spoke to at the Dairy Queen? And they're not going to hear that, Pete. But later. As they're, you know, as they're increasingly compromised, then of course they're not just gonna remember the name Pete, they're gonna see in their head the name tag that says Pete. And then boom, this poor schmuck at the dairy queen is going up the river. It's terrible. It's possible.
0: I I started feeling really sleepy for some reason, Ben. I don't know what's going on. Oh, Pete. But
1: yeah, that's I, I wanted to bring that to your attention, folks. Of course, that dairy queen example is hopefully just a hypothetical example and hasn't occurred in real life, but the danger there is very real and we need to be aware of this stuff. So I applaud, um, I applaud the decision to stop trying to hypnotize witnesses and uh, victims
0: of crime. And I applaud their attempts to turn it around and make it uh, perpetrator facing rather than victims and witnesses.
1: We're all applauding. We're all, Noel, what are you applauding? We're all applauding right now at the end (laughs) of the show. Uh,
2: I, you know, I, I I really just kind of snapped out of this uh, weird stupor that I was in this fugue state. I don't know what caused it, but um, I I feel like I lost
0: time there. Uh Um, I'll snap you out with an, with an AV club headline of a story we're not going to talk about. You ready? Please. Scientists plan to shoot massive load of sperm samples onto the moon. Wow.
2: They had to were, choose those. The, they really chose those words carefully, didn't they? That's almost British. <laughs> yeah. Ma- <laughs> the, massive, massive load. They could have just said massive load. They could have
1: left. Some- mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, that, that is, that is true. There is something very much like a doomsday vault being proposed to, for construction on the lunar surface. And there is an editor who absolutely had their day made with that headline. Um, <laughs> this is strange. Um, I do want to end on one note for the Rangers here. Uh, Officer named James DeBrow is quoted as a person who's performed this kind of investigative hypnosis and trained other officers in it. And DeBrow defends the practice. He says, you know, he seems very well aware of the danger of creating a memory when you seek to retrieve one. And he explicitly says, we're trained not to be suggestive. We're not here to give information in a hypnosis session. We're here to retrieve it, uh, but with that, folks, would love to hear what you think about hypnosis and deep faking memories. Uh, please let us know. Let us know what you think the future of deep faking in the digital age is. How can we write a law about it? And if you happen, and we have to say this every so often, if you happen to be uh, a member of the elite in the DPRK. You can, can you email us? I mean, email us if you can. Uh, we're not clear on, on how that would work out uh, for you. But also, if you have experience firsthand in the country, we want to hear your story. The world is wondering what on earth is happening in the hermit kingdom. Uh, we try to be pretty easy to find online. That's right. You can find us in the usual social media corners of the internet—Facebook
2: and Twitter, where we're conspiracy stuff. Instagram, where we're a conspiracy stuff. Show. We even have a—I ah, guess digital, but also sort of analog. You can you can reach us with a rotary phone. It's digital on our end, but uh, if if that's if that's how you roll, you can still reach us at one eight three three S T D W Y T K, where you will hear the sound of Ben's dulcet tones, uh, which will prompt you to leave a three minute message. Do your best to keep it in that three minutes so we can uh, fit it in to one of our weekly listener mail segments.
0: That's right. Give us a call. We we definitely want to hear from you. We love getting messages that way. We recommend if you do leave a message, please state your name or whatever it is you would like for us to call you. Uh, let us know if it's okay for us to use your voice on the air. Tell us your message. Try and keep it short if possible. Just tell us everything you need to know. And if you want to talk directly to us or you know, say you know, a personal message to us. Leave it at the end of the message, please. You've got three minutes. If you want to go over that time, you can always send us a good old fashioned email. Hey, by the way, I don't know about you guys, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching this uh, Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Oh, Snyder cut, great!
2: I heard it's good. It got it got a solid seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But I love how the Snyder cut has become kind of internet shorthand for just like the. As it was intended, like the Zapruder film, the Snyder cut,
1: you know, the unabridged, the director's cut. There you go, boom, boom. The Criterion, yeah, Um,
0: it's the only way to watch Blade Runner, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna watch. I'm a a sucker for superhero films, even though that we got a lot of great feedback from our listeners uh, on the Military Entertainment Complex uh, episode, who were pointing out you know, you could argue that a lot of superhero films in some ways function as military propaganda. And then for everybody who is asking why we didn't talk more about sports in that episode, stay tuned. Smart.
0: All right. Well, hey, I think this is it. We're going to give you the email now. Uh, Last thing, huge shout out to the whole cast and crew of people that made the Umbrella Academy. I friggin' loved it. I haven't watched a show that I loved that much in a long time. Good work! Congratulations! It's so good. I haven't finished season
2: two, but uh, season one was was a banger. And I think it's so cool that dude from My Chemical Romance, like if comics, were his first love before he was even like you know a massive emo rock star. And now he's returned to said first love, and he's quite good at it. Quite a good writer,
0: Gerard Way. All I know is I loved it. If you loved something too, and you want to tell us about it, hey, do all the things we already said. Contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is
1: conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com.
0: Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio.
1: $25 each.
0: Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy
3: now. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen.